You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. The Quiet, Steady Dominance of Pokemon Go by Brian Barrett Two years ago today, a studio called Niantic released a game with a novel proposition. Go outside, point your smartphone at the real world, catch some monsters. Within a day, Pokemon Go was at the top of every App Store chart. Within 200 days, players had spent a billion dollars on in-game upgrades, the shortest time to reach that milestone by a wide margin. In the summer of 2016, you couldn't walk two blocks without running into, sometimes literally, a person in hot, pidgey pursuit. And then it stopped, or so it seemed. The news reports faded. Shops that had seen a sharp spike in sales thanks to Pokemon hotspots settled back into their normal routines. In just four weeks, between that August and September 2016, Pokemon Go shed nearly 20 million players as enthusiasts headed back to school or lost themselves in various other viral pursuits. But the game's long retreat from that initial burst belies its continued, unprecedented success. And in the gap between what you might think happened to Pokemon Go and the game's current-day dominance lies an important lesson about the future of apps. Pokemon went. It's true that far fewer people play Pokemon Go today than did two years ago. In July 2016, the crush of players boosted attendance at Pokemon-heavy Crystal Bridges Museum in Fayetteville, Arkansas by 50% year over year. By that August, the tide was already ebbing. It seems like the hype died down in the span of a month, says Crystal Bridges Public Relations Director Beth Bobbitt. She adds, We still have a lot of Pokestops and gyms all around the museum campus, so I think we're still a great location to play the game, for those who still are. You've seen this yourself anecdotally. There are no viral videos of pokey crowds gone amok anymore. No one makes Weedle jokes at the water cooler. The natural conclusion? Pokemon Go is just another fad that disappeared in a blink, a fame ball of pog proportions. But writing off Pokemon Go after the initial frenzy is like assuming Pyeongchang no longer exists post-Olympics. What matters isn't how Pokemon looked at its zenith, but how it held on from there. It was completely unchartered territory. The initial fervor, that global excitement around the game and the way it spread virally, globally, in such a short period of time. It was a new experience for all of us, says Niantic CEO John Hank. 
but looking at it in retrospect, it looks very similar to all games. There's an attrition curve that's reasonably consistent across games. Some games are better at that attrition curve than others. That kind of separates the winners from the losers. By every measure that matters, Pokemon Go has been a winner. Since its launch, it has almost never dropped out of the daily top 100 downloaded apps in both the iOS App Store and the Google Play Store, according to app analytics company App Annie. It has been the top-grossing app in the Play Store this entire week. In two years, according to an estimate by app analytics firm Apptopia, it has taken in $1.8 billion in revenue. Even though the mega spending at the beginning has died off, the rate of revenue is still highly impressive, says Apptopia Communications lead Adam Blacker. Where the money comes from is actually pretty evenly split between iOS and Android, which is unusual. It also helps that mobile games don't necessarily require lots of players to be successful. Revenue generally comes from power users, the whales that invest in Pokecoins, or whatever their poison, the way others might their 401k. Generally speaking, within games, a smaller portion of your users are spending a lot of money. That's true of most premium games, says App Annie analyst Lexi Sidow. I would imagine that trend would hold for this game. But the most impressive indicator of Pokemon Go's sustained success is how much of their lives people devote to it. To this day, more cumulative time is spent playing Pokemon Go than any other game. It's not even close. One in five minutes spent on the top 20 games on Android in May was devoted to chucking virtual Pokeballs. The game has been remarkably consistent and stable in terms of its performance post that bubble era, if you want to think of it that way, when we first launched, Hank says. In fact, only a handful of apps, Hello There Candy Crush Saga, have had anything close to Pokemon Go's staying power. The durability is surprising, especially if you'd forgotten Pokemon Go even existed. But it's also instructive, especially as the app economy fully embraces the augmented reality experiences Niantic pioneered. All-inclusive. Niantic doesn't offer much in the way of demographic specifics on its players, but suffice to say they don't much resemble the Fortnite crowd. The game attracts proportionally more older people and more women than its peers, and in fact can credit much of its initial success to enthusiasts who otherwise wouldn't be playing anything at all. Pokemon Go was not displacing other games. It wasn't taking time away, Sidow says. We saw that it was actually additive time. People were taking more of their day playing Pokemon Go, but also doing what they would originally. Pulling from a broader pool has helped keep Pokemon Go going. While it experiences steady attrition like any other game, it has a higher ceiling on potential new players to attract. And because it's a game that takes place in the real world, it has more ways of making sure those players stick around. I think the design of the game, in terms of it being an MMO, should not be overlooked, said Hank, referring to the massively multiplayer online game genre of which Pokemon Go is a prime example. World of Warcraft would be another, a comparison that Hank invites. Just as a WoW guild encourages regular, cooperative play, exploring the world through a Pokemon Go lens with friends can be mutually reinforcing. I think in Pokemon Go, because it's a real-world game, it's even more sticky than with League of Legends or something, where you've got a team but never see them face-to-face, Hank says. With Pokemon Go, you are meeting those people face-to-face. You're forming real friendships with them. Friendships are sticky. That's probably the secret sauce of the game, right there. Niantic has, naturally, leaned into this advantage. In June 2017, it introduced so-called Raid Battles, a cooperative mode where groups of players team up to take down especially powerful bosses. 
This past January, it began organizing a monthly worldwide community day using special pokey bonuses to lure enthusiasts out into the open in major cities. And just last month, it started rolling out a friends feature, which enables sending of gifts and trading of Pokemon among people you know in real life. The roadmap from here follows that same course, buttressing the gaming appeal of Pokemon Go with hints of a social network. I think there's a ton more we can do there to basically enrich the game when you're playing it together with people that you know, Hank says. That includes a system for dueling other players, which Niantic still plans to implement at some point. Brave New Worlds Whether Pokemon Go's durability, two years later, surprises you likely depends on if you still play it. But its disappearance for so many people for so long underscores how little we know about what happens on other people's phones. Our mobile phones are our most personal devices. We have our bank accounts linked. We have our messages to our family members. We have our emails, Sadao says. I think that translates here. Its success may also prove difficult to replicate, although you can expect a swath of imitators now that both Apple and Google have invested deeply in augmented reality, and Niantic itself has opened up its platform to outsiders. Pokemon Go is itself, after all, a spin on Ingress, a game Niantic launched in 2012 that follows the same basic pattern, minus the Pikachu appeal. Ingress had its devotees, but without generations of Pokemon fans to tap into, it had nowhere near the cultural impact. Niantic's upcoming effort, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, will also map a famous fictional property over the real world. As AR becomes less of a novelty than the norm, the trick will be to create those experiences without the failsafe of a mega-hits built-in fanbase. Still, surely something else will catch the same lighting in a bottle, or blitzel in a Pokeball, that Niantic has. When that happens, all due credit to the model that enabled it. Go outside, point your smartphone at the real world, and find some friends to do it with. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.